0: Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry.
1: All right, I hope you're enjoying the cold, marketing-free event that we did. We broke these all up into podcasts to make it easier for you, so if you want to listen to all of us at Chipmunk Speed, you can go to one5 times that's totally fine just make sure you listen to all of them because each one builds on the other and they all work together you've got some different insights different questions that i ask from each one of these leaders so regardless of where you're at right now in the process make sure you listen to each one of these phenomenal episodes as there's a total of nine specific episodes on the cold marketing prospecting as I said we go through in one of the episodes scripts another one of these episodes we go through mindset another one is on social media uh, on and on and on I give you some of my strategies in the very first episode so make sure you listen to all of them my good buddy here James I'm so glad he's got his shirt on because he just makes me look bad. He's just so shredded. So I've been trying this new program called Think and Grow Rips for <laughs> the last two years. And I just, like, it's all lies. Because it's not working. Like, I'm trying the traction marketing, like, Think and Grow Rips. Like, come on. I've been, like, thinking on my biceps, even on my butt. Because I have skinny butt syndrome. And it's just, like, not working. So maybe I'm going to have to get some of your... Tops, tips and strategies but i just really appreciate the fact that you got your shirt on today because the first time i met you in person was in in mexico at the very first mastermind and my wife's there and he has his shirt off just like it's not cool man like making me look that bad not cool
0: it's not cool well i think bro is for me is that i'm always conscious of the other person and i want to empower you not disempowering you and remember you Feeling like an empty wetsuit when I stood next to you. So, you know, I'm not about that. Today's about you. So I put on a shirt and covered up the clothes.
1: Oh, well, I'm so excited to hear your training. James has just been, become a really close friend. It's been fun. We've hung out in, in Banff, Canada. We've hung out, you know, in Mexico. We've hung out a couple of times in the UK. And I remember you and, and Frazier and I, we were able to do that dinner after for hours upon hours, just talking about, you know, Anything and everything. And it was just such high level conversations that I just loved it. I mean, I I loved, you know, that, that power of collaboration as we were all able to do that. I know you've, you've broken records. You got to the top of two companies very, very quickly. You've created hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. And now you've recently transitioned into the coaching world. I know you focus a lot on. On network marketing but also a lot of outside of, of network marketing and so he's not someone that doesn't speak from a place of experience Um he can give you a wide range of experiences so James I'm gonna remove myself and we're just gonna listen to your phenomenal training my man excited to hear
0: you yeah thanks for it hey guys listen there is a million and one things you could be doing today but you're giving up your time you're giving up your time and investing in yourself from a time perspective to, to learn more, to become more, to create a different set of circumstances for you guys. And I know Rob feels the same. I'm sure the other speakers do. I take that responsibility serious. Even though I'm just here for 20 minutes, I want to think about like two things. Can I bring some energy so you feel that? Uh, but beyond the energy, can I leave you with a few things, some action steps that you can really start to make changes, uh, not only in your business, but in your life? So, you know, the topic... Today, in terms of the the cold market stuff, I just want to get you to think a little bit beyond that, uh, and I want you to think. One of the things I really focus on now as a coach, and and, and Rob's right, and the network marketing stuff that, that's like, look, you know, this is why people are here; they want to build a network marketing business. But I'm really obsessed with the, the psychology. Like, what are the commonalities? You know, this person in this company, and this person in this company. Yeah, completely different products, completely different comp plans, but they're just doing certain things that get them results. So I want to understand what helps people to become more, you know, what helps them to become more influential, because the things that you desire in the future is going to require you to be more influential, to grow as a person. And I want to give you some of the tips and my insights on that today. So as you'll continue to build your business, as you put yourself out there, you can become more influential and you can impact more people. Start with this. If you've got a notepad and pen, you might want to write this down. You can become, basically, you can make more friends in two months by being interested in people than you can in two years, trying to get people interested in you. So, and I see this mistake so much in the network marketing industry. Everyone's trying to get people interested in them, but flip that on its head. If you want to really start to influence and become interested in people, because that's important to people. So that's a, a great start. If you start to think from a, a that perspective and it is a little bit long term. I know some, you know, some of the trainings today for people will be, you know, how you can turn cold to warm very quickly. I want you to think long-term about how you can develop that influence, how you can cultivate those relationships, how you can give more value, how you can become more and grow a business and cultivate the right relationships long-term. Okay, think about this for a second. This is always a question that brings a smile to my face because I can think about the people who've been influential in my own life. Think about your life and it doesn't matter if it was a family member, a friend, you know, someone in a business sense, just write in the chat, like, who's someone who's been super influential in your life? Think about it. It can be from, you know, when you was young. It can be, you know, recent. It can be right now. Think about someone who has been influential. And I want to give you the psychology of why they was influential, because once you understand that, then you can become consciously competent. You can start to apply that in your own life and become more influential. So think about that person. How is the influential? And I pretty much guarantee it was for one of these three reasons. Influential people, they have to do one of three things. They teach us how to think. Like Rob, for example, influential because he's coming, and now all the speakers today may be coming with new ideas, new thoughts, new possibilities, and teaching you guys how to think. Therefore, they are having a positive influence on you. Maybe the person who you thought, Maybe, maybe it was your, your father, maybe it was your mother, and they would, you know, bit by bit, you know, give you new possibilities, give you new ways of thinking. So if you want to influence people, one of the ways is guiding people how to think. That is influence. Number two, people who influence us can challenge us to be more. I mean, that's, um, that's a hallmark of a coach, right? That for me, when I'm coaching people is, is sometimes I'm going to, I'm going to show someone the mirror and I'm going to challenge them to become more, that's a level of influence and I want you to think about that and how you can apply that into your business. How can you challenge people to become more? Again, if you're thinking about the person who has influence on you, maybe they've at certain points challenged you to become more. The third thing that someone might do if they've influenced you, maybe they've role modeled the way. So we do this a lot in the industry, you know, we talk about, hey, this person was a record breaker, there was a six-figure owner, there was a seven-figure owner, maybe there was an eight-figure owner, and what they've done is is they've role modeled the way, so they've shown us how it can be done. You've heard the old saying is that success leaves clues. So that's what they did. So I want you to just write those three down and think about in the future as you, as you start to build Your business how can you develop more influence you're going to teach people how to think you whenever you can can challenge people to become more and thirdly can you role model the way that will help you develop your influence now in terms of today think about some things that we're talking about the cold prospecting but I'm sure this has been covered already and will be covered lots more the key to this is really turning cold to warm somebody you don't know that well to actually creating rapport with, to creating more of a relationship with, because, you know, you guys know that others are going to do business with people they know, like, and trust. So that's important. So let me give you a couple of tips on that. The first one, and I remember experiencing this. I was the person on the end of this, but then I learned the psychology afterwards. And you'll be able to think about this in your own life and where you... Implemented this yourself, or maybe you've experienced it on the other side, like I did. I always remember in my first company, one of my mentors. He said, "I've got a friend, and uh, she, you know, she does websites and things like that." And I wasn't really interested. I did, but for my love and respect for him, I said, "Yeah, you know, she can come to my house, and you know, maybe she can tell me about the websites that she does." Uh, But it was just a second thought. I didn't really pay any attention. Anyway, Saturday came. There was a knock at the door. And I opened the door and I forgot that this woman was coming to my house and I wasn't really interested. I wasn't going to buy a website from her. It just wasn't even a priority in my mind. As I opened the door, she says, you must be James. And I said, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. You're, you're Julie. She goes, Yes. And my daughter at the time was small. You know, she was probably about four years old. No, three years old. And my daughter comes behind me she goes, this must be Lacey May. Now, bearing in mind, I'd never met this woman. So before she even steps into my house, she goes, pulls out this magazine, Pepper Pig, for those who know who Peppa Pig is, and said, Lacey, I brought this for you. My daughter's face lights up. She's so excited and instantly my daughter has a connection with this woman. Then the woman says, James, because she knew I was into my health, she'd done a research, she's found out, and she brought me some organic veg. This is for you. <laughs> I didn't need a website. That woman left with a check from me for £3,000. I bought a website. Looking back, it was like even before that she stepped through the door, is that I was just so connected to this woman. I felt compelled. The law of reciprocation is that she took so much of an interest in me and the person I love the most in the world, I felt compelled to do business from her. I just thought it was a, a cool story when I reflect on it. There's something that I actually didn't need or desire. What I ended up getting, maybe that's an extreme example, but you can also activate the law of reciprocation where you are doing something for other people when you understand what's important to other people. And remember, we're in a world at the moment where everyone wants to take, like what about the psychology of giving first? So the law of reciprocation, you know what it's like if you're in a bar sometimes and someone wants to, hey, let me get you a drink, you feel compelled, most of us do, to buy them a drink back. That is a law of reciprocation you can activate that. And that was something that was prominent in my business. I would always give value to people. I would always look for ways that I could help people and they would feel compelled to help me back. So that's number one. Uh, it's been covered before. I think Rob said about stories, but stories displace all resistance. And and so many people get caught up on information and product details and the comp plan and we get paid 37 ways or whatever it is and that actually doesn't connect with people that's information how can you wrap that in a story some of the best speakers in the world one of my mentors john maxwell he's wrote over 100 leadership books when he speaks he speaks in stories because he knows that that connects with people. So start to think now if you're influencing people, if you want to connect with people, the message you want to deliver, you need to wrap it in a story because here's the thing with a story. People place themselves in the story. So stop getting caught up in too much information and tell more stories. Number three, just like that lady did, find out what is important to people and never forget it. I'll say that again. Find out what is important to people and never forget it. You know, I've seen it so many times since then. You know, someone's name is the sweetest sound they know. So if you're being interested in people, you know, for the right reasons, if you understand what's important to them, then you're going to have a strong connection with that person. They're going to feel that sincerity. They're going to feel that you're interested in them. And again, people want to do business with others they know, like, and trust. So find out what's important to people and never forget it. Okay, the next one in terms of social media is if you have a group of people that you're interested in, if they, that you want to do business with, if potentially those guys want to become your customers, Oh, you want to build that relationship, you need to love on people. That's very simple. Like, there was times in the past when I knew people were loving on me on social media. I was aware of it. But I couldn't help but like people who liked me. They were just raving fans all the time. Everything I did, hey, James, hey, James, this is great. Thanks, James, thanks so much. And that's just how we work. That's how the brain works. We like people who like us most of the time. So in a social media perspective that, If you're interested in people, you want them in your business or, you know, you want them to try your products and services, and you've got to go out your way to love on them people online and offline, wherever you can. So that's super important. And then the final two things is you have to think about this a little bit more. And this is one of the things from how to win friends and influence people is I always try to where I can is create a win-win scenario. When I was in the military, it was different. I did 15 years in the military. We didn't need to create that. You know, there's a rank structure. I'm in charge of you. I can tell you what to do. But I always remember that I would sweep the floor if someone told me when I was new. But if they could create a set of circumstances that made me feel better about it, I would sweep it with more enthusiasm. So just think about in your business and in your life in general, How can you create win-wins for someone? Most people are focused on, I'm creating a win for me and I don't really care if the other person loses. So psychologically, how can you create a win-win? If you just have that mentality that other people feel like they get a win in every interaction or every scenario, that is going to bode well for your future. And the final thing I want to say is some people fall into the trap in terms of developing influence. They try to be... Somebody to everybody. They just try to be the nice guy or the nice person and, you know, say, hey, and they don't really stand for anything. And that always shines through. Yes, you can love on people. Yes, you can do all the things that I've just talked about, but you must be someone of principle. Like, if you want to develop influence, people must look at you and they might not always agree with you, but they say, hey, this guy or this lady they stand for something. And even though I might not agree, I respect that. So that's the final part on developing your influence is make sure that people see that you're a person of value, person of integ- integrity, and that you stand for something. And that's it really on that, Rob. You know, I, I just wanted to get people to think more long term and all the, you know, prospecting and turning cold to warm right now. But long term, if you start to apply these principles in your life, then not only will you get more customers and business partners into your organization, but you'll continue to grow and develop your influence. I love that. So a couple of questions. Um, a lot of people get
1: stuck in network marketing, as we know. We get I mean, I've been there. You've probably been there. We've all been there. We get stuck in our own minds and we get in our own way. And I love how you talked about stories. And one of the things I wrote down was stories displace resistance. Um, I'll give you credit probably two or three times. And then after I'll forget. And all of you can just call me out on that. But um, can you give some examples on how someone can reformulate their story? Because a lot of people, I know what they're thinking. You know what they're thinking. You think, yeah, but I just... I don't have a good story. How can one, what are some methods, thoughts, principles, strategies, whatever we want to call it, that one can actually properly tell their story? Because this is one of the most underrated, important principles, I believe, in the entire network marketing profession. And I know my first month, I crushed it with telling a story. And I didn't, I didn't even feel like I had created yet a story, but I, we all have a story. And then the second month, I transitioned to working probably 10 times more, knew 10 times more, had 10 times less the results because I, I turned into this analytic, analyzed, paralyzed, like the company's been around this long and the founders and publicly traded and we got this amount of revenue, right? And the comp plan pays 72.67 ways and we have all these pending patents. And it was like diarrhea of the mouth. So, teach us some of your thoughts and and philosophies and principles, for one, telling their story the right way, because this is a great way, if we're going like cold to close, how you can quickly warm up that cold market and quickly start to build that trust.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great point. And I remember in my first company, and then I was unconsciously competent. I was just doing what everyone else was doing. But now I understand why we had so much success, because... Basically, like you said, later on, we started to talk about the comp plan and, you know, how it was patent pending and all this stuff. And, you know, people would glaze over. But what's a better way than really diving into the comp plan in extreme detail is just saying, hey, this is my friend Rob. Rob, tell your story. (laughs) And Rob just says, hey, you know, I was broke and, and whatever the story is. Rob's just speaking from the heart. And then basically I earned five hundred dollars this month and you know I was able to, you know, pay that extra payment on the car. That is more powerful than any comp plan training. So again, sometimes you may need some detail for those who are analytical, but I guarantee for everyone now on this training, every time that you're exposing people to information, just look at it and, and say, How can I create a story with that? That's all you have to do. So you're gonna transfer information into a story and then it's just going to become natural. Some of the the best speakers in the world, like I mentioned, John Maxwell, some of the top guys, if you watch, they're about 70% stories. They just weave it in. There's a little point that they make, but it's always wrapped in a story. And if you guys feel that you haven't got a story right now, it's because you've probably attached like, hey, I'm not the top of the comp plan or I'm not this. Your story could be is that, You were just stressed and overwhelmed and you don't love what you do. And now that you're inspired and that you're on a new path, that's an amazing story. Never mind your story. What about all the people around you have got stories that you can share as well? So if you're prospecting and, and you're speaking to new people, I think one of the first things you need to do is as quickly as you can is create a story. And If I knew that, hey, this guy's a military guy and I know James is in the military and he's in my organization. I want to say, hey, Rob, let me introduce you to James because I think you guys are going to get along because you're in the military, he's in the military. Hey, James, tell Rob your story. Very simple. Find someone like them, get this other person to tell them the story. They think he's like me. If he did it, I can do it too. I, w- I had a gal, I'm thinking about this,
1: that was in the network marketing profession and she started sharing all these accolades and it was like this complicated story. And when she went away from it and started sharing, I mean, she was a mom. She was extremely busy. She had four kids. Her husband was working full time. She was doing this on the side. And when she talked about how she was doing it for them and and she fit it in in between all of her kids going to to football slash soccer. I don't know why we call it soccer because everyone else calls it football. But going to all their different sporting events and dance and recitals and everything else, her business just blew up. I mean, people are crying when they're listening to her story And she had to realize that she had to simplify. And one of the other things I think that's important for all of you is when you pay attention and listen to all of these different speakers and you listen to different Facebook lives and different uh, YouTube trainings, notice that just like James said, the best ones share stories. I think, you know, maybe I'm biased, maybe James agrees, but... My, and it's one of my best friends, but I think the best speaker in in network marketing is, is Fraser Brooks. He is the best at telling stories. I know when we ran events together in Australia, like, I'm just like, you're so good at it. Like, he's telling stories. Yes, he's fun. He's funny, but he's also very vulnerable. And then he's going to get your attention and then he's going to teach you. So, I would challenge all of you to start creating and formulating that story instead of saying you don't have a story, get rid of that limiting belief because we all have a story. Part of your story is where you're at and where you want to go. Don't think of it as, well, I haven't had success yet. Well, that's like James said, it's more relatable when you're there of, hey, this is my struggle. Here's my vulnerability. And then also share, what's your goal? Maybe you haven't had any success yet. My struggle is, you know what? I can't do those family vacations that I want to do every single year. I want to be able to take my kids to Disneyland every single year. And I can't do it. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I'm going to make this work. And I'm extremely passionate about the leadership, the company, the products that we have. And I'm going to do it within a year. And it may take me two or three years, but I'm going to do whatever it takes. Oh, that's like 40 seconds, 30 seconds. That is a powerful story. And I'm not sharing any success. I haven't had any success yet. I didn't say I had any success yet, but it's still powered in the story as you go.
0: So, last question, bro. Can I just say hey, one? What? I have and this is someone who. It's easy to look at someone like Fraser and go, "He's a natural," and that's a story that people are telling themselves that Fraser is the man he is today because he basically immersed himself in these learnings. So, if Fraser want, and I know this, and Fraser will tell you this. If he wants to articulate a point, he will then think about, hey, I want to talk about, you know, whatever being, dealing with rejection. He'll then find a story in his own life and experience that now, anytime he wants to teach on rejection, he tells the story. So all you guys have to do is pay attention that, that whatever you want a story on, if you sat down and wrote down like, you know, the four titles, I guarantee you at some point in your life, you'll have some experience that you can relate to that. The great storytellers are intentional. They've gone through this and they, they basically home this skill in and you guys can do the same. So I just wanted to reiterate that. No, that's
1: really good. So talk. How do you overcome the
0: fear of talking in front of people? This fits in beautifully with the last question and this question. 2013, you guys are blessed. You have zooms and all these. uh, these fancy platforms that you can do online meetings with. Now, we didn't have that then. This was old school. This was hotel meetings. I was a military guy. Uh, I was full of confidence. My mentor stood up. He said, do you want to say a few words? I stood up and my confidence drained out of me. My knees started to shake. My heart was thumping so loud. I believed everyone could hear it. My mouth was so dry. My lips stuck. And as I went to speak, there was a squeak in my voice. It was a horrible experience. And you know what I did? I had a decision to make, just like the person who asked this question, is I'll avoid that for the rest of my life or I'll do it again. I did over a hundred events in that first year. They asked me to speak at the company convention next year in front of 6,000 people. They called me an overnight success. Here's the thing. Fear feeds on time. Repetition is the mother of all skill. That, that I wasn't gifted. You know, I wasn't, I had to go and do the reps. So I'm going to let you know now there isn't a skill or attribute that you desire that you can't attain if you're willing to do the rep. So for, that's really important that you understand that. And if you didn't notice already, I, I wrap that in a story as well.
1: It's great. Uh, John Maxwell says the ability to learn how to learn is the greatest ability one can have. If someone else can do it, you can do it. It's only a question of time. So get rid of those limiting beliefs. James, thanks so much for coming on my man i hope i get to see you in person here soon and we'll make it happen and until the next time we all appreciate you a ton thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast if you're loving the podcast make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.